think that we should introduce ourselves. I think that we should tell people who we are, our names, and and um, uh, a few things that we like, a few things that we're into, that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, I think it would be mysterious if we never told them our names, but that's true. But we're gonna probably. <laughs> but end up I think we've already blown our cover. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. <laughs> All right. So I'm Lindsay. Um, I live in Somerville, Massachusetts. I like animals. I am a vegetarian. That should probably be vig- a vegan, but I I really like cheese, and I'm having a hard time giving it up. But I love the animals more. Um, I like a good fart joke. I also like <laughs> talking about my poops. She does. Um, a lot. I like beer. I like drinking whiskey. And I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I also like my husband, Brian. He's pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> nice. So, shout out to Brian. Yeah. Shout out to Brian. Uh, cool. Well, uh, hey, I'm Ronnie. I'm Canadian, living in Somerville, Massachusetts now. I've been here for nine years. Holy shit, dude. I know. Uh, outside of high school, like growing up in like my family's home, this is the longest I've ever lived in one city. <gasps> I know. Uh, also, the longest I've ever lived in this apartment where we're currently recording. Uh, I am a green witch, so I'm going to talk to all you fine folks a lot about green witchcraft and how to use different herbs and things that I'm learning along the way because this is pretty new to me. So I think it's fun to share different experiences and discoveries that I'm finding out as I find them out, um, fun things and mistakes. Uh, I also enjoy role-playing games. I'm a LARPer, so it's live action role-playing. I dress up and go out in the woods and pretend to be somebody else for a weekend. I run D&D games and I love playing D&D games. I like horror movies and lots of different types of music and cooking. I uh, used to be a chef for a good 10 years. I've eaten her food. It is really good. In particular, pie. That's my, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> and the leeks, dude. Oh, yeah. So well, <laughs> when it gets that time, I will tell you all more about Canadian Thanksgiving. But uh, it doesn't matter that I can roast a 32-pound turkey and actually have a fully cooked and moist succulent turkey. I like the name the word succulent. Uh, turkey. Uh, it's all about, apparently, the leeks that I just... Chop up with some butter, salt, and pepper. Throw in a pan with the some leaks. cream, and yeah, so I could I could never serve a turkey again, as long as I make the leeks. Yeah, the leeks. Well, I I can't eat. I well, I could, but I won't. I won't eat the turkey because I love them because they're cute. But they but are the, not cute. They are so cute. They're dude. mean. Yeah, but that's what I like about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't know how to argue like, that. They're like sassy little bitches that just run around and chase people. They're fucking great. They are sassy bitches. Uh, growing up, uh, my my parents' best friends have a hobby farm, uh, so a farm just for them, and we helped them raise turkeys one year. So we actually had baby turkeys. Did you get to pet their gobbles? <laughs> that sounds so dirty. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Did I molest the turkeys? Is how I feel like I don't know what they're called. The little dangly oh, I didn't, things. No, no, Aww. no, no. So the little babies don't have that. They kind of just look. They're, they're like the awkward stepchild of a baby chicken. They're they're fluffy at first, but then they get like really big and gangly, and they're really mean. I didn't realize, but I learned very early on. It is the bird version of me, man. It is the bird Meaning version of Thunderdome. <laughs> they will, like, you, they're all in a box with a heat lamp, and they will find the weakest one, and they will, p- like, peck it to death. They will pull out all of its feathers and kill it. It's horrifying. Oh, wow. Turkeys go beyond sassy bitch. They are really cute, though. <laughs> I, I, I'm 
still disagree with one you. of these one of these days i'm going delicious. to catch one of the of the turkeys that hang out in kendall square and i'm gonna pet its gobble <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to t- for you to share how you got like some sort of like avian flu that nobody's ever discovered from a harvard no, square turkey dude but that's only in asia gosh <laughs> um Cool. Well, I think that that's us. We're turkey petting, beer yes. drinking nerds who want to share a little bit with you about spooky things like witchcraft and ghost stories and our weird dreams that we have. Uh, we want to talk about uh, things that empower us and make us feel good. And we want to talk about our cats because who doesn't want to talk about their pets? We have a lot of cats between the two of us. We do. We have five cats. Yes. Uh, hence, five cats, two pussies. Yes. Uh, I have the most. I have three because you have a dog. Yeah, I have. The dog's an idiot, though. (laughs) The dog tries to protect me from the cats for no apparent reason just because he thinks he's a police dog and wants to protect me from the cats. Um, It's weird. It's weird. But it's cute, so we let him do it. So for future reference and for reference right now, we have Kenway Nimbus, also known as Mr. Floofy Pants or The Floof. Uh, and Django, who is also called Trash Cat, because he likes to eat out of the trash can. And you have Pterodactyl? Pterodactyl, yep. Pterodactyl is um, just a tabby cat. Thought she was a male cat for the first two weeks of having her. Took her to the vet. Nope, she was a female. But the name Pterodactyl stuck. I feel like Pterodactyl is a gender-neutral name anyway. Totally, totally. Um, She's... I don't think she's the brightest animal in the world, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but she's really cute. And I have Mr. His real name is Remington, which is a terrible name. What? Yeah, yeah. That was I didn't a, know that. I just oh, yeah. I knew him as Mr. Mr. Oh, yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. His his name, um, I so I got him as a surprise for Brian years ago. And I, I don't even know how old he is now. I think he's in his, I don't know. Is he a senior? Mm, I don't know. I think he's probably around 10. I think that's cuspy to be Maybe in a senior for a senior? cat. Yeah. I don't know. He's a he's a cool guy. He uh he's kind of a dickhead, but he's also one of the snuggliest cats I also I I've ever met. Kind of adjacent to Kenway snuggly. Kenway's also a dickhead. Kenway is the friendliest cat that anybody will ever meet, but he doesn't understand that um less is more. Yeah. 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 More but- is more is more is more is more is now. Now, 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 now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mister's the same way. Yeah, cool. So we have five cats. We're two pussies. We are two pussies. I want to talk to you about some spooky stuff now and then. I think that's us. Yeah. That's it. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Can you put some reverb on the get ready? (laughs) I feel like we should also just very briefly... Uh, discuss the rules. Mm. We are burp friendly. Burp friendly. Fart friendly. You may not hear the farts because they're not mic'd, but maybe. If we have mo- a good one in the chamber. Yeah. We are body positive. Yes. We are... What else? We are... We are friendly of all genders. Yes. All of them. Um, We... Identify just, like, in the way that makes you feel good about yourself. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. Um, we like 
like stuff. I mean, I don't know. We, I think, we said a lot of stuff. Yeah. We like shit that's spooky. We like shit that's nerdy. We like bones. We like yes, we do. We like, bones. like dead things. We like plants. We like you got to balance art. the dead and the alive. Totally, absolutely. Five cats and an idiot dog. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the dog. No, we're not talking about the dog. He's dumb anyway. You guys won't care if I care about him. I think we're definitely rambling at this point. Yeah, we totally are. Also, my brother is texting me, and I cannot turn off my phone because I want for the next segment. <laughs> but I need to tell him stop texting me. So if we want we'll to, just, uh, yeah, let's yeah, just cut this part out. That'd be great. We'll just cut this part out. Engineer Dan. <laughs> Damn it! I am so jealous of your burps. <laughs> I have I I wasted all mine before we started. No, you need to just take a drink. I've been drinking. Uh, so, uh, we were just discussing that all cats are a certain type of cat. I'm not entirely sure that's true because some I think are just classified as domestic short hair. Yeah. I think that that's like the broadest kind of description of cats that we see here in the U S. But, um, uh, here in the household that I live in, I've got a couple of fancy cats. Uh, so Kenway, um, who is the topic of the day uh is a bombay cat oh so uh, here's what i know about bombay cats it's really limited (laughs) so (laughs) bombay cats are all black have gold eyes have pale gray bluish skin so some like some black cats have like more of like peachy if you shaved kenway his skin is like translucenty kind of grayish looking oh that's so cool and he has little tufts on his ears he does i actually yeah, as long as i've tufts. known kenway i only just noticed his tufts today which is super what? weird that you say that really? yeah totally oh you've known kenway for years and you've never noticed his tufts no i, was, I think yeah, he'd be I was insulted on the couch and he came to jump up on my te- my chest and i was looking at him and i noticed oh he has little cute little tufts on his yeah ears. he's got a little he's got little long wispy hairs at the ends of his ears uh, which is great because he likes to perch on the edge of our headboard and just like hang out there, especially at night. And he'll get up there, he'll scratch it. We have like a quilted plush headboard, which is now utterly destroyed because he gets up there and he shreds one corner of, of it. But he likes to pretend he's Batman. And today is International Batman Day. <gasps> it was a fun fact that I learned today. Uh, but uh, I wanted to share a little something that happened with Kenway this week. So Kenway is a, a gentleman. A cuddlebug and a man of many talents. Yeah, certainly all of those things. He's a tiny man. He's not a very big cat. He's like a he's like a six seven pound cat. He's not a very big cat, but oh. he's extremely possessive and extremely protective. Uh, I uh, had a really weird experience this week where um, I've been having nightmares for a couple of weeks now. Like I'm not a nightmare prone person. I used to be, uh, but that's another topic for another time. And uh, lo- like for like the last year or so like you know everyone has a bad dream if they get a little cold or you know maybe eat some spicy food or you drank a little too much like everybody has weird dreams but i've been having some like truly horrifying dreams uh, that tend to be followed up with invasive thoughts and this is not the only experience that i have had like that in my current bedroom and it is uh it's weird 
Uh, there's no way around it. It's spooky. It's weird. Um, I definitely have uh, a couple of times woken up and felt like not necessarily something or someone else is in the room, but I often feel like this is a very old house. This is like the house that I live in is... I believe well over a hundred years oh, old yeah. or it's more. It's definitely like it's, a historical yeah, property. It's, it's a historical property. There's a bunch of like civil war or no, sorry, not civil war, uh, uh, American revolution. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah, Canadian yeah. showing. There's a bunch of <laughs> revolutionary war. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of revolutionary war monuments and forts around here. So clearly there are battles fought here. Like there's graveyards nearby. There's old churches nearby. Like it's, there's like, I think if you did like a ghost hunter episode of this house, they would find some pretty weird shit. Probably. Um, but, uh, so I'm sort of bringing it back to Kenway, I guess. Uh, I woke up the other night out of, after having a really bad nightmare. Um, it was about 3 AM, which is in fact the witching hour. And is often Mm -hmm. when I wake up, I'm a terrible sleeper. I often wake up at around 3 AM and I was, uh, not able to go back to sleep. Like I did not want to close my eyes. Uh, it was the most awkward feeling of this nightmare is like, I knew consciously this nightmare is done, but I felt like there was just something lingering and Kenway was Batmaning the shit out of like everything. He wow. was like perching on the top of the like bed, like headboard. And then he would like sit between my partner, engineer Dan and I, and like, would just like sit at like full erect alert, like pointy little ears up like a Batman. And so he was Batman. And that's was he looking in a specific direction? Towards the foot of the bed. Oh. <sighs> Specifically so towards the foot of the bed. Fucking spooky. And so he like he like wouldn't leave like he wouldn't leave the bed. He would just like reposition himself around the bed, but always like perked up, like very very alert, like str- like very rigid. And I kept having these weird invasive thoughts of when I closed my eyes, I could visualize and feel like the ceiling was on fire and I could see the flames like washing and licking over it, like final destination style. It was weird. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, well, I can't go to sleep because I'm not dreaming about this nonsense and I can't close my eyes because that's happening. And so I'm just going to lay here. And Kenway came over and, uh, and like, he's a snuggle bug. He likes to sleep between, between people and like he likes to get in it and he likes to touch your face and he likes to like flop over and nuzzle into you and get in your armpit. Uh, but uh, he did the, like the armpit thing for a few minutes and he just he wouldn't lay down. He kept like sitting up, looking towards the foot of bed, circling, laying down and then doing it like repeat, repeat. And I was like, this is driving me crazy. Anyway, he laid across my neck for a minute, which he never does. He used to kind of do it sometimes but he got like way up on my neck and then just all of a sudden like super perked up stood up walked across to my chest laid down facing me like purred into my mouth for a second then stood up turned around and like sphinx laid down on my chest and stomach facing the foot of the bed with his like head up ears up and just like like softly purring laying on my chest until I went to sleep. Wow, dude. I felt like he was Batmaning the shit out of whatever whatever vibe was in that room. He was very attuned to like 
to me or it or like I don't I'm not like a true blue believer in ghosts but I am tell me more about what nonsense is happening in my bedroom then because this is not the only experience I don't know I've I've seen a couple of ghosts in my lifetime and I 100% believe in them um not necessarily like it's a ghost out there to do something to you or anything like that but that there is energy out there that is otherworldly and that is not of this plane anymore or even if it even if it once was um <clears throat> but this hill is super old like you live on prospect hill the revolutionary revolutionary war was fought here um a block away you have the fort where the very first american flag was raised in this country so no doubt there has been death here yeah for for sure and i mean this house is very old and if i know anything about incredibly old houses it's that there like people didn't go to the hospital to like pass it, everything was In more fact, or less a hospice lot of care the like, houses were hospitals yeah and so there was a doctor at one point that lived in this house and um, there's very little known like that I could find I've done some like research and I'd love to do another whole episode or um, or segment I suppose about this particular house but what I can find um, through some quick googling was that basically uh, this house was built by a gentleman who wanted a place for his sister. So the guy that lived across the street and built the house across the street built this house for his sister. Wow. And there's not a lot of records about his sister, um, who she like, where she's buried, when she died, how old she was, anything like that. But this was the doctor that lived across the street. This was his like his sister's house. And I don't I like I I couldn't find a name or anything like that. But uh, there was a deed and two like. Uh, for two properties kind of thing and so I don't know I don't know if the if the spirit of someone that lived in this house is lingering in this house I don't know if this house needs to be cleansed I don't know if it was just like some work anxiety like working itself out through some strange dreams but I do know that Kenway was like on top of it literally (laughs) on top of it Uh the other night (laughs) We need to come up with some sort of burping hand signal. I know we do. We totally do. I was like, what should we do? It's coming. It's coming. Uh. Um, You know, I think, and I think that with ghost spirits, whatever you want to call them, I don't think that it it necessarily needed they, whoever they might be, necessarily needed to reside on the physical property that is now here. Really? I don't so I could have so. like a neighbor's ghost. I mean, I'm sh- I'm certain. Well, well, okay. So no, what I mean by that is the is the physical home that is here now, the oh. structure. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure that you've heard stories of like hauntings on in houses on like old Indian oh, burial sure. grounds okay. and stuff like that. Saying. So I don't think that it's necessary that they once resided in the home. Um, just that they were once here and going back to like revolutionary war stuff, it could have been somebody who fought on this hill. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's super interesting and weird to think about. And I have more, I guess, like I have more thoughts about like, I wonder sometimes like when I have a a spooky experience, most often at night, most often when I can't sleep. Um, and I think about like, 
who the ghost is or what the spirit looks like, because I like a visual cue, uh, it's often a like a slim male-bodied individual in like like shirt sleeves very specifically like okay like white shirt roll like with rolled up sleeves okay and and i often feel like if i had to like visualize like what they do where they hang out they walk up the stairs and they come and they hang out in the bedroom and i don't know why but if that's like i'm sure that's like i've had dreams about it or something like that's but if i had to like somebody told me if i went under hypnosis or something that would be cool um uh, then like I feel like that's there's there's a a youngish man, slim with rolled up white shirt sleeves, that comes like up the stairs and hangs out at the foot of the bed, and like a, uh, I would say a, like a late teens early twenties woman, in like a pale dress. More than one. Yeah, more than one. And so, you're pretty sensitive too, so I would say if that's what you're feeling, and that's what yeah. You're saying, if I had to, if that, I had to give them what it yeah, is, if I had to give them personas, yeah. it, there's you know shirt dude and dress girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably give them names and hang out with them. I mean, I like, but it was. But, Have like, you tried talking to them? No, I haven't. I don't. I. I mean, I haven't. This is kind of new, I suppose. Sure. For me, um, yeah. I I haven't tried talking to them. Um, I've had lots of d- weird dream experiences in my life with, uh, revolving around, um, repetitive dreams, nightmares, or, uh, um, deceased family members kind of thing. And so like, it's often when I have that feeling, it's because I wake up, um, and I can't go back to sleep mm-hmm. and I just feel like, like that's my visualization. That's the invasive thought that I have. Sure. But and- it's, be- I, I think it's because you're very empathic. So I think that you could talk to them. I think I, I don't could. think that you necessarily need to outwardly speak to them because you are so empathic. I think that you could talk to them in your head. Sure. I mean, and whether I've it's tried like that, I guess, within, but me, it, it, I mean, and it could be the thing because you're not like super in practice with it that you need to fall asleep again while you're thinking about talking hmm. to them for them to actually be able to communicate with you. Uh-oh. Yeah, yes! that one. Yes, <laughs> that felt wet. <laughs> that was wet. That was wet. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> oh, were you motioning it for us to do a shot? <laughs> well, you can pour a couple of shots, it's and I'm going to. Do you want one? No. <laughs> uh, well, you pour a couple of uh, whiskey shots to celebrate my first burp on mic for this hey, podcast. I'm so proud. Couldn't be more uh, proud. <laughs> I feel like like a mom. I'm never going to be a mom, but I've just birthed a burp baby. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I don't like, it's especially the guy image. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it just kind of popped into my head one day where I was like, what like I have a lot of invasive thoughts. If I watch a horror movie and then I go to bed, then I get up in the middle of the night and I go to the bathroom, as I almost always have to do because I'm that person. <laughs> uh, then, like I'll have the thought when like before I open the door, before I turn on the light, I'm like, what if there was a clown in the shower? Like that's nonsense, dude. I think that shit too. Though. That that is that's that's the an invasive movie. thought. Yeah, that's yeah, the horror exactly. movie invasive thoughts. I think the same fucking thing every time I'm in the shower. All I can think about is Psycho. Right. Yes. Yeah. Every time. But you envisioning a very, very specific being. Right. After waking up in the middle of the night, that's not. That's the empath in you. You think you so you think that there's a, like an entity or Absolutely. that is hanging out and looks like this dude. 
absolutely it's taking the form of this dude. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, uh, I'm going to take this shot and reconsider my choice of placing a Ouija board in my bedroom mm. as decorative art. <laughs> <laughs> Cheersies. Clank. Clank. Ouija boards are interesting too. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that the other day. We have. We've. You and I have discussed it. I don't actually believe in the power of a Ouija board. I believe it's a board game. I believe in the power of a Ouija board, and I love that. You're not the only person I know that does, and and I'd like to know more about like why or like. I mean, I I believe in it because I've used them before and because I've had experiences with them that have just like hit a little too close to home and have been a little too real. But at the same time, like I've done a little research on Ouija boards and the the way that we think about Ouija boards now is fairly recent as far as like demonizing them and believing that spirits can yeah. come into your home and stuff like that because before it was it was very much a a social light parlor game 100% it was a parlor trick it was like it it was a bunch of fancy ladies sitting around like drinking cordial being like oh did you see that like Sally Ann has blah 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 and like and then they would like have a medium because that was the new coolest like in thing I don't know what the equivalent would be now but like you would like so you'd have your like cool like medium friend in and they would perform a seance and like like speak with the dead and and then they would use a speaking board and a talking board and Ouija is a made-up word that means nothing that I think Parker Brothers like trademarked Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it means nothing. It's like it's huh. a literal gibberish word that sounded spooky. Okay. And they made this speaking it's styled after an like a, the traditional speaking board style and but they just made up a word and they coined it and they trademarked it so that they could have the corner on the official speaking board and make money. So it's like Capitalism. It's like Mother's Day cards. Uh, <laughs> They're like America. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's there is a long tradition of speaking boards and speaking stones and, and mediums and that I totally stand behind like somebody sure. who has that connection who can like I wouldn't necessarily say can like contact my like grandfather Eli kind of thing, but maybe not. But I would believe that they are probably sensitive to something more sensitive Absolutely. to things. But most and I of believe the time... that I've had it, the experiences that I've had because <sighs> I am a little sensitive as, as well. But um, just as you are, um, but. But this like particle board laminate sticker right. that I bought at a or was gifted, sorry, not bought. Um, I was gifted for my birthday this past year from a like an oddity shop. Like it's it, some teen used that in the nineties at like a sleepover to be spooky and like maybe they had a weird experience. Maybe you had maybe. a similar weird experience. Maybe. But but essentially to me. It's the intention, not the physical board. The physical sure. board is just, it's a board game. I could have a Monopoly board up there. It's the same thing. It's the intention of I, as an empathetic, empathic person, 
with a deeper connection to things on a more maybe spiritual, metaphysical level, like, could I use that to commune with something beyond what I can, like, touch and feel? Maybe. Maybe. But if I drew on a piece of paper and used, like, and I don't know, used a, like, Right. Clipping of Kenway's hair Agreed. to do like the same like it's like you get the it same intention. Exact same thing. Yeah. And I think that I think that what matters most in that instance, and especially since you got yours from the vintage shop down the street, what matters the most in that is the energy of the people who used it before you. Fair. Because I, mean, I believe that's, that energy that's the energy from a being, from a living being, is a real real Hmm. thing yeah and i believe that you know even in your spell work the intentions that you put out that is your energy yeah and that can affect other people totally i i completely agree with that i i actually just segued for just a second on a tangent um i once took a um an english class that turned out to be a writing class um and the first thing that the professor who is clearly like an old hippie dude uh, shared with us was this class was not going to be about English or writing. It was going to be about biological writing. And I was like, what the fuck is what that? Is, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so he <laughs> described a world in which everything that you physically write has some imprint of you. Mm-hmm. And he went to this like cellular whatever, like if your hand touches the page, then like skin flakes enter that page, oh, that page like that. becomes part of you oh, he's a and you're in, weirdo. but he was, t- he was a total weirdo and I loved it. I was <laughs> I like, feed me more, <laughs> <laughs> give me more of this. But I liked the idea and that's something that's always stuck with me that when you like touch something, interact with something, when you create or go about something with intent you leave pieces of yourself behind in that whether it's energy skin cells intention like yeah so i i've never thought about i suppose since in the month that i've had this ouija board hanging out in my bedroom uh, about somebody else's intent in using it i will say i cleansed it uh, and did a cleansing in that room uh, in the full moon the sturgeon moon in august before I felt comfortable having it out on display. Uh, and I have some labradite that hangs out next to it just to make Good. sure. But it didn't stop the spooky dreams or the dude maybe hanging out. I don't know. There was no particular being that particular night. Now but I have can, to ask yeah, this question. Yeah, yeah. Did the spooky dreams start when the Ouija board came into the room? No. How long did it take? Or oh, was it before? It was. So I was having spooky dreams... A little, I guess I was, hmm, that's a great question. Let me think about that. I was having some spooky dreams all through the month of August. Right. But, but your birthday is at the beginning of August and it yes. was a birthday gift to you. Yes. So, um, I guess I had more intense nightmares after I put it up. Oh, dude. We got to <laughs> cleanse the fuck out of that we got to cleanse the fuck out of that board. All right. Yeah. I, Speaking I of cleansing, we recently harvested some mugwort. Mugwort. Why don't we talk about that in a second? Yeah, it's time for a pee break. Yeah, time for a pee break. Bitches. Witches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
So we, uh, Lindsay and I, recently picked some mugwort, and I want to share with you a little bit about uh, that experience because it was a little weird and a lot of fun. Uh, mugwort, for those of you that don't know, is a common plant um, in the British Isles, and it has dark green leaves. And it has this like sort of like silvery, it, it described as cottony underside. I don't know if it was cottony. It, it was, was a little silvery. Yeah, though. it's kind of like this soft, velvety underside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like long little pointy leaves. It flowers. The flowers are like kind of a rusty brown color. But uh, it is a noxious weed. So it is in the same family actually as ragweed of like oddly enough, but it is a medicinal plant and it is a magical plant and it has a very long and very popular history. And it is currently as like many things are classified as a weed. So what are, what are some of the things that it can be used for? So on the medical side, historically, I looked this up um, because I thought it was fun. Originally, mugwort derived its name from having been used to flavor beer before hops. <gasps> in, in a gruit. I have read that also. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Beer bitch here. <laughs> uh, Roman soldiers were known to put mugwort in their sandals to keep their feet from getting tired. Oh, uh, Native Americans equated it with uh, witchcraft, and they believed rubbing leaves on their body would keep ghosts away. And sometimes they would wear necklaces of mugwort. I've also seen some articles that talk about making mugwort into um, garlands to put around your head okay. in different ceremonies and that sort of thing. But there's a whole like interesting uh, like list of things that it can be used for. How you can u- like how you can physically use it, and things it can be used for for both medicinal purposes and medical or uh, magical purposes so so that that description makes me think that it can be ingested in some form tea um typically you can like tea is the most popular from what i've uh read because i did a fair bit of research on this before i just went oh there's mugwort in my yard and we should play with it so much much there's so much mugwort that just grows in my yard (laughs) and i love it this is the first year again um if you're following along that i am like practicing as a green witch and i'm taking more care into the things that are growing naturally in the yard and mugwort is all over the fucking place it is everywhere abundance (laughs) yes um so, we, in fact, harvested some the other we day. We harvested arm loads and didn't make a dent, which is good. You should only oh, so ever... So much, so if, much. If you're harvesting something <laughs> wild and natural, you should only take a third because that allows the plants to continue to propagate without diminishing their return and the yield for the following year. And we also give our thanks to the earth for, for, for giving us... Absolutely. You should always thank thank the plants for being cool and awesome and growing randomly in my garden where there used to be vegetables. There's now mugwort. I'm, I'm, the rabbits eat the vegetables. So <laughs> the rabbits eat all my vegetables. So <laughs> it's all about the noxious weeds now. <laughs> now, 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 now. So mugwort has, um, we know that it can be ingested. Teas yes. are... Soup also. Soup? Yeah. I, no I found kidding. A I found a recipe for mugwort soup. Maybe between now and the next time we uh, have a podcast, we'll uh, make some mugwort soup. <laughs> I would eat it. I would eat that soup. People make it into tonics and teas as well. 
So yeah, you can definitely ingest it. Now, when we were harvesting it, we um, and we had a bunch of it, and we were rolling it into um, not necessarily rolling it, but we were we were turning it into smudge sticks. Yeah, we bundled a whole bunch into smudge sticks. We started feeling a little funny. <laughs> so it's not an hallucinogen. No, but no, its alternative name is dreamweed. Ooh, it is. On the magical side, it is known for lucid dreaming and a calming uh, effect. It also has the ability to, it changes like your blood circulation. Uh, Apparently it grows in Asia as well. And apparently ancient like Asian medicine of some sort um, would call it a blood warmer. Uh, it would like heat your blood, and there are different strains of mugwort. I believe. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. In the U.S., from what I've read, we have two. Um, so we have on the East Coast here probably the most common type. Yeah, the British That's, kind. <laughs> exactly. Um, the West Coast grows a, a different type, which we don't even need to worry about because no man, they're if, on on if, the left. If you coast, can send us some like West Coast mugwort, I would love to have some West Coast to mugwort. Us. <laughs> But we definitely started feeling a little strange. We were handling a lot of it. Um, v, I know you said that you started feeling a little lightheaded. Yeah. I definitely started feeling a little uh, more calm than usual, I suppose, is my best description of my feeling. But my question is, can you smoke can you it? smoke it? Smoke it. You can. (laughs) So this is also, along with lucid weed, dream weed, mugwort, it is a alternative form of tobacco. Uh, There are uh, documented accounts uh, specifically of Irish sailors using this instead of tobacco. They would dry it, roll it, and smoke it. The Irish really are the best at using controlled substances. (laughs) (laughs) some of the best drunks that i know i feel like if it's safe for an irish sailor it's safe for you all right i'm gonna fucking smoke some sweet so Lindsay has rolled uh ground dried ground and rolled some mug wheat from the backyard uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna light this shit up right now awesome so, while uh, that happens, I want to explain a little of, as Lindsay alluded to, how it made me feel in simply handling it. So, we were in the living room, and we spent a good, uh, oh gosh, we spent probably an hour harvesting mugweed, and then we spent easily a good, like, three hours rolling armloads of mugweed, plucking stems, rolling them, um, and making smudge sticks bundles out of it. And after about an hour and a half, I really felt lightheaded. The entire house smelled like mugweed. Mug, or mugweed, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mugwort. <laughs> I think I've said mugweed several times now. <laughs> Only but a couple mug, of times. Yeah, yeah. Dreamweed mugwort. Uh, but mug, mugwort. We got it. We got uh, it made me feel like not uncomfortable, but a little dizzy and a little lightheaded and a little tingly. And I'm not a, a substance user in general outside of alcohol. And I am. Uh, which, awesome. If you are, all power to you. Do your thing. It tends to make me feel a little uncomfortable. And the, the mugwort was was an experience. At, at, 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I discovered was uh, it is a lucid dream substance. It's supposed to relax you and help you sleep. I did sleep great that night. The entire house smelled like mugwort for the entire evening. However, oh, and it smells like mugwort like very intensely actually, right now in the yeah, studio. It smells yeah. really good. It's very herbally smelling. It, um, it's got a surprisingly smell. And this probably isn't the driest mugwort yeah. ever, but it it has ignited and it is still lit. Um, it has a rather pleasant taste to it. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, how it tastes. It's not, I mean, as far, if I'm comparing it to tobacco, nothing at all like it. It's very herbal. Um, do you want to try it? Uh, I'd like to see it's what it really, does to you before I try it. <laughs> I already, I already feel just like calm? pretty calm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've had like five or six hits off of it uh, okay. already. I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah, you, didn't, you haven't died yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't died. Oh, I haven't died. And the sailors, if they smoke this, then... Then we you know prob- if internet we probably research, okay. <laughs> but it's all organic. It's fine. <laughs> so why not? Yeah, I already feel like pretty calm. It uh, it's, it is terribly. It's, it's more of a, like a heightened calm than we than we felt when we were just handling it, for sure. Um, I actually much, quite like the taste. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, it's much less harsh than tobacco. It doesn't make me cough like marijuana does. Exactly. Exactly. I would I would smoke this. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, I mean, can you smoke you it? You have, can. <laughs> you have plenty of it to dry out and smoke <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to take one more hit off this, and then I'm going to uh, run through a little laundry list of other things that mm. this is good for. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to keep smoking it. That's actually really nice. It is really nice. I'm not like, I I have nothing against marijuana. I just, it tends to make me not feel great. And that maybe in like 20 minutes, I'll not feel great. So, well, but maybe you will, because I think the thing with mugwort is, is that it's non-psychoactive. Correct. It's almost CBD-like. Yeah, it's. I've never done anything or had anything with CBD only, so I don't have a great frame of reference there. But sure. it does. I do feel instantly that sort of like that like non like non THC like it's high like a where, sense yeah. of well being. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of where where you don't feel quite right, but you. You feel good. Yeah, I feel good. And not necessarily so different. It, like, an imme- like, what strikes me about this, as opposed to smoking marijuana, is that was immediate. Marijuana and I have a relationship where, like, I'm like, hey, are you going to reciprocate? <laughs> and right, it, like, what like, are you going to It takes a while. <laughs> now, I am a weed smoker. I like it. Um, and I don't smoke as much as I used to, Mostly because I got shit to do. Sure. Um, but I like it. And I like the sense of disconnect that it gives me. This gives me a similar sense of well-being without the disconnect. Interesting. Mm. So, uh, along with a general sense of well-being, uh, mugwort can 
also be used for in different practices and different remedies. Uh, a pretty long list of things. I was pretty surprised. So it's used to treat stomach and intestinal problems like colic. I think that's a mostly baby thing. I wouldn't recommend giving baby. We're not recommending that you give baby mug court. Do you know what <laughs> but, else I read it was good for? Go for it. Rem- I know. Remedying flatulence. Flatulence. <laughs> you're feeling particularly farty, smoke some mugwort. Smoke some fucking mugwort. So, yeah, this list is like gas, diarrhea, and constipation. So it can it can fix your poops, basically. Whether they're too loose and frequent or too infrequent and hard, it'll just smooth you right out. Right. Uh, headaches, nosebleeds, chills, fevers, nerve problems, insomnias. I do, however, feel like... Uh, along with a long other list of like if it's turned into a polstice, it can be like rash and dermatitis and stuff. At this point, we should probably mention it does have a potentially negative side effect. Now that you've that's it. a good <laughs> thing to mention. Uh, so this is uh, a historically uh, useful plant or herbal remedy to um, stimulate a woman's menstrual cycle. So it's an abortion Fuck. plant. Sorry, babe. <laughs> My boobs are tender, man. That's just, it's coming on soon anyway. <laughs> so it's it's one of many herbs that used to be used by hedge witches, green witches, and uh, herbal remedy like folklore doctors uh, to uh, stimulate an abortion for unwanted pregnancies before abortions were a medical, surgical, or chemically induced thing. I think that if you want an abortion, you should probably go to your doctor to make sure that you live afterwards. You should. You should definitely go see a medical professional if you are uh, able to. And if you feel like you are not able to, there are still places in those states currently. As of today, in uh, September 21st, 2019, every single state has a place where you can go and get a medically safe abortion, even if they say otherwise. Find it. Use it if you want it and need it. And we will help you if you can't find it. Sweet. Uh, But I think uh, so both of us might, you know, get our period a day early. (laughs) I'm not sorry. (laughs) They just started becoming lighter. Like being in my late 30s, man, they just started becoming lighter. Periods are a fucking bitch aren't yeah. they yeah there's Ugh. there's no good way around it however you know at least if i guess if you're gonna bleed a little early be comfortable yeah. and smoke some mugwort smoke some mugwort mugwort <laughs> <laughs> so i can't wait i want to like i want to follow up on this next time we chat yeah yeah because let's the day after handling all of that mugwort for hours in which i felt great and slept great the day after i was a fucking nut job oh no i like i have never gone through so many swings in my like not only in my emotional needs but like the reaction to things like i was perfect i woke up in a perfectly great mood i was like this is a great day it's a great day out i got in the shower i'm like i feel great i got out of the shower and i'm like i'm fat and ugly and everything's terrible and i was just like what is this i went to go get dressed nothing that i want is in the closet and then i followed all of that up with like like one of the worst work days that i've had in a long time but my reaction to it was just like i couldn't regulate 
my emotions properly. So I'm really curious if that was a side effect from having been stimulated or regulated by the mugwort for hours. For hours. If it was some sort of like come down, let down thing. Well, we may have to create another control and do it again. And I think that's... (laughs) We do have time. We value science. Not everything is dead here yet. (laughs) We value science and that is a great... Uh, that is a great experiment. We have plenty of mugwort in the yard. Plenty. All right, witches. Thanks for listening. No Nazis, no pervs. Be kind. Totally be kind. <laughs>